0: failure is not an
1: option what difference at this point does it make nobody said it was going to be fun This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey
0: Rousseau. of this world so we live on the run It happened before it will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's
1: a luxury we don't have. Peter Navarro
0: here. Listen to Audrey Russo. Real talk for Truth to Power. Real talk by In Trump Time on Amazon. Definitive insider's account
1: of the plague gear in America. Find out what really happened on November 3rd, January 6th and in a Wuhan bioweapons lab. And let's fire Anthony Fauci and hold the communist Chinese accountable for attacking America. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. Freedom of speech is a principal pillar of a free government. When this support is taken away, The Constitution of a Free Society is Dissolved. This was written by Founding Father Benjamin Franklin in the Pennsylvania Gazette. Our founders knew the importance of free speech to freedom itself. Did we miss this lesson? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest, direct from South Africa. For my new listeners, Dr. Peter Hammond is the founder and director of Frontline Fellowship, the founder and chairman of Africa Christian Action, the director of the Christian Action Network, and the chairman of the Reformation Society. He is the author of several best selling books, including Faith Under Fire in Sudan, In the Killing Fields of Mozambique, Slavery, Terrorism, and Islam, The Historical Roots, and The Contemporary Threat. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk. Welcome back to Dr. Peter Hammond.
0: Welcome back, Peter. Thank you so very much, Audrey. Always good to be back with real talk.
1: What's well, so great to have you with us and we're just gonna jump right in here. As our free speech rights have been commandeered by former Democratic leaders, now some of those of that part of the upper class who don't happen to be elitist have taken notice and one has decided to make a move. One of the world's wealthiest men and a libertarian Elon Musk has noticed and experienced himself the infringement on free speech on Twitter and has decided to make a move on the ownership of Twitter. And the globalists, of course, are going wild. Peter, is this attempt by Elon Musk a good sign? And how critical is it to freedom itself that we regain and preserve our free speech rights?
0: Freedom needs free speech. Without freedom of thought and freedom of movement and freedom of association, freedom of expression, freedom of the press, freedom of worship, freedom of conscience. There is no freedom. And it's absolutely important to preserve free speech. And right now, we're seeing hypocrisy and double standards on display because the very people who, when one was complaining about Twitter and Google and Facebook, all censoring, for example, deplatforming Donald Trump, who was the most popular person on Facebook, something like 34 million followers and on Twitter and Google, and uh, they, they deplatformed him. Isn't it interesting? At that time, all the liberals were saying, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a private company. They can do what they want. And, uh, you know, we've got no recourse. And we've got nothing to complain about. They can make their own stands and so on. The same people now screaming blue murder. How dare Elon Musk interfere with our censorship? <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, you know, this is a threat to democracy. So, uh, in fact, you're hearing people saying that Elon Musk commitment to free speech is a threat to free speech, and him wanting to end censorship on Twitter is a threat to free speech. Now, how is that possible? And free speech needs censorship, uh, and democracy needs censorship. Uh, although they didn't use the word censorship, they they mean control content, um, monitor content, and they've got these different euphemisms. But isn't it hilarious? I remember when I was growing up, a liberal was somebody who was against censorship. And liberals were, it's wrong to have censorship, it's morally unacceptable. And at that stage in my country, South Africa, the only censure was being used to uh, get rid of things like pornography and blasphemy and obscenity. Right. And you had the liberal screaming, Bloomer, that this was inherently unjust and immoral to have any censorship. You should have full freedom of speech. There should be no censorship at all. And the moment these leftists got control, uh, then suddenly they started censoring anything that was critical of the communist government, anything that was pro-Christian, And uh, anything that went against the government totalitarian globalist narrative. So uh, these people who claim to be for free speech and against censorship, you can now see they are for censorship and against free speech. So isn't it intriguing? Here's Elon Musk, who's trying to restore free speech to massive global internet platform like Twitter. And you've got all these people who claim to be for freedom and tolerance, screaming blue murder and getting hysterical because... They seem to be more committed to censorship than they are to free speech. This is like George Orwell, 1984, Thought Police. It's, oh. it's beyond parody.
1: It is, uh, and and this is the insanity of it is, the board has promised shareholders that they uh, do their be- they will do their best to make sure they profit. Well, they have like gone off their nut now. Uh, it's like whacking the you know a, a beehive. Uh, they are not doing that, and instead, and this is, see this is the end of of Twitter. He's going to end up being able to buy it, and I'll tell you why. They don't want him to have it, so they said they would lower the price. Of the because he wants to buy it up, they would lower the price of, of the share so that the other shareholders could buy more of it and now the shareholders are going to sue them for billions of dollars because they won't take his 41.39 billion cash offer. Think about that. they'd rather go under.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now you would thought that the purpose of a shareholding company is to increase the value of shares. You would have thought that the purpose of a for-profit company is to earn greater profits earnings for their shareholders. You would have thought. I mean, you know, I I did commerce at school. Uh, I wasn't very good at it, but I did get that much. Uh, I must say that I thought the whole goal is that you increase the value of your shares and that you get profits and that you make a profit. And what we're seeing from these people is the people at the top of Twitter seem to be more concerned about preserving censorship than there are at earning a profit for the company. It's it's so bizarre. I, I would hope that there's going to be a shareholders revolt against this insanity because basically it looks like the board of Twitter is committing economic suicide, not that, to mention logical suicide too.
1: Exactly. It's kind of the same thing that we say about these companies that go full out woke, you know, go woke, go broke. Uh, yes. And, and that's what's going to happen and because, because look at Disney. I mean, uh, I can't even. I have no words
0: for this. Uh, Disney built itself up as a friend of the family and a place where parents could take their children and expose their children, knowing that everything would be family friendly and uh, they were friends of the family. And now they exactly the opposite. It's like they want to destroy the family and the enemies of families and. The fact that a bunch of perverts have hijacked Disney is, is yeah. such a shame. And who knows what poor Walt Disney's thinking about this right now. I mean, this is a disgrace to his legacy. But, yes, go woke, go broke.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, well, this is typical uh, of grandchildren of the, the very wealthy. And his granddaughter, uh, she, she tries to she – she pats herself on the back i gave up my uh, you know my inheritance of course except for 120 million but you know because that's pocket change right uh and so she gave that up and she calls her grandfather who is the reason that she has anything at all uh she calls him a racist
0: oh <laughs> geez, well uh, now, uh, you know th- this is so pathetic that people who are blessing to so many others and who help families all across the board and across the world um Yes, to have these arrogant little entitled brats who are able to (laughs) curse the ones who are the very cause for all the, the fountain of blessings, everything they've got, it's pretty sad. And I think all throughout the Western world, we're seeing a lack of gratitude for what our grandparents achieved and what they bequeathed to us. And in fact, we should see ourselves also as stewards of everything around us to hand it on to future generations in a better state than we received it, or at least Not in a worse state than we received it. But I would say that this present generation is failing dismally on every level. We are destroying our freedoms, our foundations, our faith, our families, our economies. And you don't need to look much further than just to consider how at the end of his four years in office, Donald Trump handed over an America that was much stronger when he Then when he took office, it was stronger militarily, economically, energy independent, stronger borders, more respected around the world. And in a matter of months, the Biden Democrats managed to destroy so much of what yeah. a, Donald Trump had built up with such a lot of hard work and ingenuity and creativity. And this is the thing. It doesn't take long to destroy, but it takes a long time to build things constructively. Yeah. But it doesn't take much time to destroy. And whoever's built up Twitter or American Western society's freedoms, these things are all under attack right now. What we're involved in right now, make no mistake, is a battle for civilization, a battle for faith, for freedom, for the family, for the, for our future. Yeah. And so this is a battle all of us need to be involved in. Exactly.
1: Uh, and you're so spot on that we're supposed to be giving to our children and grandchildren a, a better in a country, a better society to, to live in. And right now, uh, the par- most of the parents, in, in America at least, should be ashamed of themselves out of their selfishness and their foolishness that they have put people or allowed people to even steal an office that have stripped us of our basic rights at this point. So you're leaving at this point, you're leaving your children, your grandchildren, much less than even, I mean, we're going back to the founders. The founders, they had more than than your grandchildren
0: will have because of this. It's so hard to build things up. And the pioneers, you know, you think of the pioneers, whether you're talking about the Pilgrim Fathers coming across on sailboats and landing at Plymouth Rock, or you're talking about the people in covered wagons going west and, and starting with just... Uh, dust and dirt and uh, with uh, thorn bushes and carving civilization on the wilderness. That's hard. But every generation had easier and easier and better. And then suddenly, along with the liberal left, we've seen since the hippie generation and all that from the 60s and 70s, a general downward spiral of trying to destroy everything that has been built up over the past. And you wonder, is this stupidity or is this actually a an agenda is this a plan and i would say that uh, upon reflection this cannot be an accident this cannot just be stupidity uh, these people are doing this deliberately because they want to break it down and i think we get a good insight to this when we see Klaus Schwab's book <laughs> yes the great reset now this isn't the name of a conspiracy theory this is the name of a book written by the founder and leader of the world economic forum klaus schwab wrote the book titled the great Reset, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. And he also wrote uh, the book on the fourth industrial revolution and transhumanism. And when you look at this, you see that what they are planning is a great collapse to bring about a Great Reset. And the goal is a globalist welfare state where everybody will be dependent upon the state for everything. That isn't a conspiracy theory, That is, according to Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, in his book, this is openly proclaimed in Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. This is the goal of the globalists. They are deliberately breaking everything down so that they can build back better. And that's (laughs) not a term that started with Biden, let's face it. He didn't have an original thought in his life. Uh, That's just just communism. You know, out of the ashes of capitalism will arise the new Um, utopia and so their goal is burn down enough things, blow up enough things and out of it will come paradise you know sort of like Big Bang Theory of Evolution Right. Right. one time there was nothing and then there was something and an explosion happened and then everything came out of that including dinosaurs and replicating bits and so on (laughs) so they they think that destruction is the way to build a better future
1: yeah, but of course they won't destroy anything that they have or they possess, and they always seem to be on the top of whatever they create, don't they?
0: Well, yes. Um, so the trouble is we used to think these people were stupid, but we, don't, we didn't understand that they're not just stupid, they're evil. Yeah. They, they are foolish in a biblical sense, in the sense of the, the book of Proverbs, speaking about the fool because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and these people are fools. The fool has said in his heart, there's no God. Uh, They're foolish in that sense, but we're not saying they're they're not intelligent. The first time I went to America, January 1988, I heard Ronald Reagan first off, and I was at a CPAC conference, and uh, there Ronald Reagan said, it's not that our liberal friends are uneducated. It's just that so much of what they know just isn't so.
1: (laughs) He had a way with words, didn't he? Um, yes he did yeah the world economic forum that you you just mentioned and klaus him Enel schwab has its uh, agenda unashamedly uh, displayed on their website what do you think they will try next after their success with covid
0: well it seems to be a new world war i mean i i you know, God forbid that it should come to this. But they look like they are hellbent, literally hellbent, on a new world war. And the insane, incendiary uh, language and actions being taken just seems to be guaranteed to pushing us into a new world war. And, uh, of course, this is part of what uh, they talk about, the Great Collapse. And what would be a better Great Collapse after this um Great collapse of the, you know, to flatten the curve, they actually flattened economies through the lockdown lunacy, masquerade madness, salvation by vaccination, COVID cult. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like, well, after two years of that, after they said to us it'll be just two weeks, well, I suppose two years, uh, two weeks stretch over two years. Well, now it seems that war is the next goal. And uh, just like some cities in Ukraine are getting flattened, mm-hmm. I think the goal is to see that they can spread this throughout Europe and Northern Hemisphere, because there's nothing like a destructive war to bring about a great collapse in order to bring about a new reset. And so we really need to be praying and working and speaking out against the insanity of those who seem to be wanting to drag us into a new general war. Yes, and,
1: and this it has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. You have people on both sides of the aisle that are pushing for this war. And, you know, we, we've been treated to two years of propaganda by the media and politicians. So are, would you be surprised that what we're being fed right now is propaganda as well in the media?
0: <laughs> oh, well, gee, you know, just having said that, Can we remind a few of our listeners about the fact that the same government's been lying about so many things? They lied about COVID. They lied about the Wuhan virus. They've lied about so many different things. Uh, But, uh, you know, you can just think of the Oklahoma bombing, uh, which was 19th of April 1995. Uh, The Alfred Muir Federal Building destroyed devastating bombing, killed 168 people, including 15 children, 680 other people injured. Bomb blast damaged 324 other buildings in a 16-block radius. I mean, just the destruction of a $652 million worth of damage. Well, a noble lie documentary documents the web of deceit, the inconsistencies and the impossibility of the official version uh, and presenting damning evidence of a false flag operation and cover-up. And uh, on the very... Uh, Anniversary of two years after the Waco massacre, which after 51-day uh, siege, the feds decided to go in and wipe out the entire um, uh, so-called Branch Davidians in the Mount Carmel complex. And the cover-up involved the amount of people who were murdered even afterwards who were doing investigations and so on. And uh, the evidence is huge. And uh, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind, yeah. as yeah. there was in... Uh, General Ben Parton, U.S. Air Force uh, scientist, engineer, weapons expert, who said there's no way that the damage done at the uh, Alfred Mirror building on 19th April 1995 could have possibly been caused by a truck bomb um, because there were actual reinforced concrete pillars disintegrated further away from the bomb. Uh, which was parked on the street, then other pillars which were closer to the bomb, which were barely even touched. So this was obviously contact bombs. You can't have air, um, which is a very inefficient medium, uh, communicating the shock waves. Uh, Those reinforced pillars had to have been brought down by plastic explosives in direct contact. And anyway, he testified of all this sort of thing. And, And when he was asked, who do you think did this? He said, well, I can't tell you who did this, You know, I'm a uh, a retired officer of the U.S. Air Force, but I can tell you who's destroying the evidence. He said the the federal government's destroying the evidence uh, right now in front of our eyes. And um, the amount of lies done in false flag operations, and we've had who knows how many false flag operations and how many uh, files sealed over the years. And even now, the Martin Luther King file sealed. Still, how many years later? And it's always found out. When governments seal files, it's it's not to conceal the truth. It's to conceal the lies. Exactly. And um, our governments lied to us before. Let's face it. What happened to those weapons of mass destruction that launched a war nearly 20 years ago in Iraq yeah. and so on? And if our governments lied to us before, can we believe them now? No. And <laughs> I I don't know what the truth is, but I do know that what we're getting right now is classic propaganda. Yeah, uh,
1: this is this is what we're getting, and so we have to wake up and understand something. You know, when people were jumping on board this, you know, well, we are so pro-Ukraine? Well, (laughs) Zelensky is, I'm not talking about the uh, Ukrainian people, I'm talking about Zelensky. And he's, uh, you know, he's one of uh, Schwab's Schwab's little kids. So this is, uh, you know, there's something very bad going on here. And they are continuing to do exactly what you said. They're trying to draw us into a war. And that will cause a collapse at this point for our country. It will cause a collapse for
0: sure. Well, and already you're facing unprecedented inflation and other kinds of problems. And inflation is a hidden tax, of course. But these things are devastating for the future. And I, I know about inflation, I mean, uh, back in 1970s, a Rhodesian dollar was stronger than the American dollar, stronger than the British pound. Uh, and then they reached a stage by 2008 with millions of percent inflation, where a $100 trillion notes could not buy a loaf of bread. And that's after it knocked 16 zeros off the currency. And that's what communism can do for a country. They've done it in Yugoslavia, they've done it in Zimbabwe. And they don't think inflation can't hit you in America. The way these characters are going, uh-huh. they're printing money like there's no tomorrow mm-hmm. and there's nothing to back it up. Uh, it won't take long. And when you think the bullying and the sanctioning, and let me say, as somebody who's brought up in a country under total economic sanctions, Rhodesia, and South Africa, which was also under very heavy sanctions. Sanctions don't work. Sanctions actually uh, just take the targeted people and bind them together. We became more creative, more innovative, more self-sufficient. And, in fact, I'd say our country and our economies boomed under under sanctions. And Russia is such a big country that I don't think sanctions is going to hurt them anything near as much as the people that are sanctioning them. And I don't believe sports boycotts are good. And what I also think is intriguing is that the – uh, the uh, Soviets, when communism was a real world threat, and when the Soviet Union dominated one-third of the world's population in the 1970s, 1980s, when a Soviet Union was sponsoring terrorist armies who were causing colossal carnage all over the world, such as in Angola and Mozambique and Ethiopia and so on, were they sanctioned? No. Yeah. Uh, they were getting foreign aid from America. Uh, were they being... Uh, uh, Facing sports boycotts, were they banned from the Olympics? No. South Africans and Rhodesians were banned from the Olympics and from international sports, but not the Soviet Union. And uh, when the Soviet Union was really a terrorist threat to the entire world, the same liberals who are screaming blue murder now for war were all pro-Russia and screaming at us if we were trying to suggest that the Soviet Union could be the evil empire, for example. (laughs) But now that the the Soviet Union has fallen and that Russia is now a mostly nationalist and uh, Christian Orthodox country, no longer globalist, not wanting to be part of the globalist uh, unions. Now suddenly they need to be sanctioned and sports boycotted. I find it very hard to take these people seriously because they were not against the Soviet Union when they were a communist existential threat to the whole world. Uh, But now they're screaming blue murder on this way. And is Ukraine really a great democracy? Out of the 12 political parties, Zelensky's banned 11 of them. And the only one that's allowed to operate is his. And he was locking up opposition members of parliament and also journalists before the war even started. And right now he's taken all the media and it's all got to be under government control. So they don't have a free media. They don't have multi-party democracy. How is that democracy and freedom? And this what about all these biolabs? And I might add something else. Ukraine... Leads the world in human trafficking. Uh, many of the poor wow. girls trafficked into prostitution worldwide. As far as Cape Town, where I live, we've had girls from Ukraine here being rescued from uh, prostitution dens who were trafficked in here. Ukraine is a very corrupt country. Witness Hunter Biden's laptops and all the rest of it. And so there's so much that's fishy about the world's narrative, and I don't see this as a one-dimensional. Uh, caricature, stereotype, the way that the media is giving to us. Therefore, I don't really trust the narrative. But what I do see is Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, who says Zelensky's won one of their boys, just like Justin Trudeau and Jacinda out in New Zealand, <laughs> and, and um, of course, uh, Macron in France. These are all global leaders selected by Klaus Schwab. I don't trust the narrative, and I'm convinced that whatever they're up to and whatever they're recommending is bad for freedom, and is aiming at the globalist goal, which the Bible summarizes in Revelation 13. See if this rings a bell. One world government, one world economic system, one world interfaith religion. There it is. That that seems somewhat familiar, but that's what Revelation 13 warned us about 2,000 years ago yeah
1: yeah, and there it is and and, and by the way uh, listeners uh, the Ukraine is not uh, don't don't listen to what you're hearing in the media and when they call it a democracy it is not and it doesn't take much digging to find this out it's a unitary state and that's a state governed as a single entity and and the central government is the supreme authority that is what the Ukraine is and uh, it's not a democracy so uh, where I have yeah. compassion for the people that are being invaded mm-hmm. in the Ukraine uh, they that is not a democracy they live in. They know that uh, we should know what the truth is and stop turn like turn off the mainstream media, please. I mean, come on, haven't we had enough of the lies? I mean, they were feeding us fear porn for how long? And now they're they're uh, you know rah 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 for war. And of course, they it's, won't be going. So
0: <laughs> yes, it's it's very distressing. Now uh, the communists identify five culture carrying culture-transforming institutions that they aim to infiltrate, education, entertainment, news media, religious institutions, and political institutions. But of those five, the most important is education, followed by news media and entertainment. Now, those three uh, basically affect everything. If we allow ourselves to be educated, or rather, I should say, indoctrinated by the world, we're really in deep trouble. But if we allow the blasphemy industry of Hollywood... To infect and degenerate our minds, then we're really messed up. But if we're allowing the disinformation, fake news media, the so called news media, but the really disinformation media, if we allow them to affect our perception of the world, then we're in real trouble. The Bible tells us do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And that's why it's so important that we support real news, real history, real decent family building entertainment and that's why you can see in this what is the liberal left doing they are doing everything to degenerate the culture through through degenerate entertainment yes uh, like disney perversion they are trying to distort everything through propaganda and then instead of giving us education and giving us indoctrination we need to resist these things we need to be independent we need to support homeschooling independent christian schools alternative media, real news, real history, good uh, entertainment that fits into Philippians for whatever things are excellent and beautiful and honourable, virtuous, think on these things, which is the opposite of what Hollywood's pushing to us. So, you know, let's say no to the Harvey Weinsteins of this world and let's be following that which is God-honouring and Christ-centred. Then we'll build a better country. And I do hope Americans are going to punish the Democrats at the polls at the end of this year and uh, uh, because they have worked on like a national suicide in yes. oh yeah. year and a half.
1: Yeah. Well, they got a little, They got greedy. Uh, they have no patience. Gee, because patience is a virtue. So you know the Democrats don't have it. Uh, Peter, where are the, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and purchase your books? Where can they do that?
0: Yes, on www.frontlinemissionsa.org. Frontlinemissionsa.org. And my email is Mission at frontline.org.za or um, as Americans say za, so so mission at frontline.org.za and uh, I've just produced my new book on 40 years in the frontline, frontline behind enemy lines for Christ, back from the printer, and so all that's on our frontline mission essay.org website.
1: Excellent. And as always, I'll have those links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com. Click on the on-air button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that you need to follow Peter's work. As always, Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to share your brilliant assessments with us. We look forward to your return to the show. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Thank you.